0: told Joe where they were and he found the area. I think I sent him some pictures or something. He couldn't find anything. And then, and I was probably 200 yards from there, just waiting. I was trying to just find the bedded buck. And then he sees a doe stand up and then he's like, oh, the buck is up. And oh, I got, I actually ended up getting relatively close. I was like 50 some yards from the does that he was following. But I rushed it. I was like, I got there too fast. I didn't realize I was that close and the dove saw me, so it just didn't work out. The first morning I should've killed a javelin on the first morning. I wanted to get I don't know, it was like I had to get back in the hunting mode or something, but everything wasn't perfect enough. I wanted to get closer. I didn't want to take a long shot. And what I mean by long shot is like, I didn't want to, I just wanted to be close to the javelina because I knew I could. And I felt like I was just going to keep getting chances. And I did. And then the chances went away, wore out that morning. And then I was like super frustrated. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like I should be done. Should be done with the javelina. And then maybe we can go back up North. I go back and get the pack, and then you told me you've got a good koozbuck with a doe. the dough. The dough's bedded. And I turn and immediately somehow freehand, I'm like, oh yeah, I see it. Like <laughs> I just picked up a goosebuck freehand with with 15s with shaky Suaro fifteens in my hand. I'm like, oh, he's right there. And then actually once I see him, I could pretty much see him with the naked eye the entire time because he was in the sun and kind of glistening. Yeah. I'm 53 yards. I finally get out of the suck. And I'm like, all right, I think I can get in close enough because the wind was great. It was in my face. There was actually a little bit of a breeze making some noise. And I had on the the Sneak Tech boots. And I'm like, all right, I'm being pretty quiet here. I took my pack off, took everything off. So it's just me and my bow. And I just really needed to either get into position to where I could get a shot on him bedded or wait for him to stand up and I'd get a shot. And then I feel the wind change
1: hey guys real quick before we get into this episode i need you to do me a couple of favors first go give us a review on itunes can't stress it enough it's really really important for me to help keep this free and to help me keep it going next get involved with your hunting rights go join for wildlife super simple takes a couple minutes you can even do the free membership i don't care but be involved lastly I want you to do yourself a favor and up your shooting game and go get your some Phoenix shooting bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%. That's all I got for you. Let's get into this episode. Hello. Welcome to Romper Room. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song you're reading, Rainbow? <laughs> take a look. <laughs> it's in a book. That song's always in my head. For, I don't know why. Oh shit! it's been an interesting week, my friend It's been an inter- it's, it's i think it's definitely a um i mean last time you were here in twenty twenty it was a drought. We still had a very interesting hunt we had some some follies and some ups and downs, and you ended up getting a a pig, but we both did, and neither one of us got a deer. We basically hunted out of a blind
0: a lot, yeah separately. We weren't in the same blind, which was a good thing because it got so hot that I had to get naked. Yeah. Multiple times.
1: Well, you know,
0: it was like 30, 29 <laughs> in the morning and then blazing hot in a few hours. Like I would show up with shivering and then I'd have to take my clothes off. <laughs> and I think my clothes were off when the javelina came in. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. We it was shot a at noon last time, right? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Well, so well, I guess let's just do uh day by day, man. Like, so you got here on Thursday morning, like what, eight, nine, basically nine o'clock. Yeah. Right around there. It was eight something in the morning. I think I scooped you up from the airport and uh, pretty much just after stopping at my house real quick to drop off some of your stuff, we went straight out Yeah. for the afternoon haunt. And we started that off with a bang. You, you mean, know, like within what an hour of us getting there. You were on a stalk. That was the first stalk, kind of a a smaller buck, which we named Limp Limp Biscuit because he's got a little limp in the back. <laughs> he's got a little limp. There's a lot of deers with, with I limp. feel like every buck that we've seen has a limp out there today or today this week, except for the coos deer. All the muleys got limps.
0: Yeah, so I didn't. I've never shot a desert muley, so I wasn't being too, per- gonna too picky. Going to be too picky until kind of later where I saw what was out there. Right. And I'm like, mm, it wasn't too late okay. until
1: the next day. You mean you're like, yeah. Oh shit. No, I'm so glad I didn't shoot that buck. Yeah. No. So, it's, but I mean you got in super close. That buck was within what? F- 15, 20 yards of you at one point, but you had no shot.
0: Yeah. I was in a, of course, in a weird position. So I got out like, sort of out of the way from where I wanted to be. And, uh, and then, the, and then the doe that the buck was with, was uh the the buck was chasing the doe around and it, like right in front of me. So I was kind of hunched over, and the buck just wouldn't stop, wouldn't stand where the doe was, where there was a shot. And uh it just didn't work out. But that was, yeah, that was the first evening, so that was fun. And it was kind of my, I don't really remember doing too much stalking in the desert when I was here before, because I think it was just, I guess we did a little bit, but it was, it was, I felt like it was, uh, I felt like it was totally just a a whole new thing to me getting used to the, the sound and it's so loud out there and all the crap out there and trying to familiarize myself with what kind of cactus this is and what kind of tree this is and everything else. And, uh, so yeah, so anyways, it didn't work out that evening, but it was an exciting evening. I don't know if we saw anything else.
1: No, well, I mean, we took that one to almost pretty much to dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it was pretty late when you when you spotted them up. So yeah. Then uh, we went back out next morning, and I guess this is kind of where where my where my hunt takes off. S- <laughs> started spotting bucks. Yeah, right from literally the yeah. first 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 light, like barely enough to see. There was deer below us. Through my that you spotted, you're like, hey, there's deer below us. And I threw my my yeah. binos up, and I'm like that's megatron yeah and um joe was like you're gonna
0: go after it charles i'm like no this this
1: this is john's buck here i've heard of this one yeah.
0: and you yeah you were pumped i right from there because it was close he yeah. was close oh, He apparently was, closer <laughs> than what you guys normally see. i would ever see them you would yeah. ever see them yeah. right
1: i mean it was like 200 yards away not even and um so i made a stalk down to him they went into some little cut that we couldn't see into and the wind wasn't great i was trying to cheat the wind and i was sitting above where i thought they were and i was correct they were probably within 55 60 yards of me and i just couldn't see in there but i was just waiting and just holding tight to see what the wind was going to do and here comes this little spike buck up the cut right towards where there's those deer are. And he's blowing the whole time. Like I can't get understand why he's blowing. Cause he could definitely not get my wind where he was coming from. So like, I don't know. He was walking towards them and making an alarm snort the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the doe came popping out, ran up to him and I'm like, Oh crap, they are right here. So I kind of like quickly moved to a spot where I thought I might get a shot and I could have easily shot that, you know, the spike like where he was at. He was standing broadside, sixty-two yards. Trophy spike. Yeah. <laughs> Way to start off the twenty twenty-three season. And then here comes Megatron out of the cut, trotting up after him, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" All right. So then I kind of shadowed them for a while, and I had him. His doe was coming right to me, and really, at one point, I probably could have shot him over the top of the those back but you know (laughs) it wasn't exactly an ethical situation (laughs) she was right in front of him um and you know god forbid she lifted her head or whatever i probably would it would have been a frontal shit like a quartering two would have been a bad shot very bad shot and that was like 60 something yards and then the wind did switch and it went right down to them and they blew out and i was like oh shit so i ran back up the hill to you guys and at this point, you had found my number two buck at this point. You, you, you spotted up Heavy D. Oh, yeah. And you went after Heavy D. Mm-hmm. You dropped in after him. And I relocated. Well, not re- never really relocated. I just stayed with Megatron. And Joe stayed on Megatron. And we... uh we watched them we watched them we watched them and i i I felt like he got they calmed down enough and they got to a spot where i can get to i know that area i know the terrain right there i felt very confident even though they're still on their feet they were embedded i said i knew i could get to this spot so i dropped off the hill got found myself in position joe was keeping tabs of them and Took about an hour, hour and a half. It wasn't like a super super long. I mean, we spot them right at first light. I think I killed them at nine thirty. So, yeah, from spotting them up to killing them, it was like two and a half hours total. I just kept staying with them. I kept seeing them in front of me like a hundred and something yards. I catch little bits and pieces of them through the desert, you know. And I just kept staying with them, staying with them. And then I'm like, okay, now I know where they're going right now. It was like super thick, so I knew I can get closer without them seeing me. But I also knew that it was gonna be, I was gonna be threading the needle, and I got to a point, kind of crawled with my hands and my knees to a certain point that uh, had a good clean. I couldn't tell which buck was which because it was still the spike that one doe. Originally, there was four does, I think, four or five does, and he broke that doe off uh, when they spooked from the first part. Anyway, so I caught the ass of one, and I'm like, okay, they're right there. And i'm in i'm in range at this point i'm like 65 yards so i closed about 10 yards difference yeah i got about 10 yards closer and i got to this and i slowly stood up and they were their butts were to me so i knew they weren't looking at me and i was just waiting for the doe to kind of like feed around and come and step into an opening and i could see she was on a certain trajectory so I kind of like put myself in position where they, she was gonna come into this opening where I had a I had a shot it was a very tight window, you know, like three foot wide and you know I ranged the tree that was between me and them and make sure I wasn't gonna hit that. It was like one of those situations where I was like, I gotta make sure that I got this and she stepped out, I ranged her, and the it was fifty six yards. If I remember correct now. Yeah, 56 yards. And here he comes behind her. She steps forward. He takes the exact same position that she was at. And she's he's in the wide opening, quartering to me. And really, I had two decisions. I said, I can hold my pin and aim for the shoulder, but I won't be able to see it. I'm just going to be imagining where it is. Like you know, when there's like bushes in front of something, but you know your arrow is going to go over the top of it mm. and clear mm. it because of the arc. I had that, or I could shoot them in the neck, and I know it's not the most ethical shot, and people are probably going to frown at me, but I've made it. Well, no, of times. no, it's ethical. It's just a smaller place to hit. Yeah, well, it's not. I don't, okay, maybe not the ethical. It's not the not the highest percentage shot, I should yeah. say. So I opted to take what I could see because I knew I could hold my pin confidently where I wanted it to hit. And, you know, this sounds like it took two, 10 minutes to make this decision, but it was like, you know, <laughs> in a matter of 10 seconds or whatever while I was already at full draw. It either feels right or it doesn't. And I let the arrow go, and um, I hit him, and he ran off. and It was funny because Joe was watching him, and he's like – Joe told me he like ran like 150 yards. He was so, I I gotta say, my cousin was so on point with about giving me the about distances they were away when he was like, oh yeah, they're probably about 75 yards. He was within 10, 20 yards every, every time. Yeah. And, and now he's like, yeah, they went like, he went like 200 yards and he stopped to your right. So I kind of went over to the, to the arrow and I didn't know this. But I went over to where I shot because I'm like, oh, shit, he's 200 yards away. Let me just go over to where he shot. And there was blood immediately. The arrow was there covered in blood. And I'm like, oh, cool. I could see the blood trail. Like, like standing there, I could see the blood trail. I waited like 20 minutes. And it was heavy. Yes, very, very heavy. But I was still I was freaking the out. The blood dude. trail was heavy. I was still freaking out because, yeah. of, because of South Dakota. But anyway, so I'm like... I waited like 20 minutes and then I start following the blood trail and I go like 60 yards. And that must've been where he stopped. So <laughs> Joe thought was 200 yards or 150 right. yards whatever he told right. me. It was like 60 yards. There was a giant puddle. Like I'm talking about five foot wide, but like or five five foot long by two foot wide where you could just, he was just pouring like just crazy coagulated blood everywhere. And, um, Anyway, so at that point I was like, okay, cool. I know he he's, he ain't living. This is this is a was a good shot. And Joe had lost sight of him cuz he went down into some like a wash and you know, the way it's so broken up where we're hunting that the it's very easy to lose sight. Doesn't matter how good your, you know, your glasses or whatever. They just drop behind stuff. Anyway, so from there I just like I waited another 15-20 minutes, I think. I just sat down. I had dropped my pack, I don't know, five or 600 yards prior, way back, way back, way. And I was like, I had no drink. I had no water. I had no food. I had nothing. I was like, normally, like I'll eat a snack or something to kind of kind of take up the time and whatever. And uh, so I was just listening to the play-by-play of Joe talking to you, I think, at that point. And yeah. Because once he knew my buck was down, well, he didn't know for sure it was down yet. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm kind of jumping ahead. I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to follow this trail. So I start following the trail again. And i never, literally, literally never even had a bend over. I could just stand upright and I could just see blood ahead of me. And I was following it, following it. And I get to this. I go like another, I don't know, probably 80 yards or so. And I'm like, wow, it looks like he was stumbling here. And like there was like blood in circles, and it was like there was tracks in like 10 different directions. And I'm like, oh man, he must have been like wobbling mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, which way did the blood go? I'm like, oh, it's going this way. And then I took two more steps and there was no more blood, like it had been. And then I walked like I took one more step forward. I'm like, oh I don't see any blood ahead. And I look ahead and he's just laying right there in front of me. Like almost stepped on him. Didn't even see him. Of course, super elated. Then at that point, that's when Joe turned around. And started looking spotting for you looking to see if we could find that you know get you and that book aligned up and that almost worked out for you you want to go ahead and take over from there
0: um yeah so man i had been watching him slowly move across the landscape and bed i don't know at least four times but the does kept getting he was with a lot of does a dozen does probably and i just stayed watching him i probably i mean i don't know how i would have refound them but i probably should have left much earlier but anyway they went to kind of a spot i could recognize that i could get into and they all bedded down in there however once they bedded i couldn't see one of them at all and i told joe where they were and he found the area i think i sent him some pictures or something and he couldn't find anything and then and i was probably 200 yards from there just waiting i was trying to just find the bedded buck and then he sees a doe stand up and then he's like oh the buck is up and well i got i actually ended up getting relatively close i was like 50 some yards from the does that he was following but i rushed it i was like i got there too fast i didn't realize i was that close and the does saw me so it just didn't work out but um i ended up laying eyes on the buck. I mean, had there not been a Palo Verde tree, I think I could have shot at him for sure. So then it was, uh, I don't think we, I don't know if we saw anything. I think that was it. The deer basically took off. But so then Joe and I packed up, I kind of had a long ways to to walk back. So I walked back to Joe, we got our stuff. And then we went down and uh, I packed up or I found your backpack. Mm -hmm. You sent me the Onyx uh, location waypoint for it. So I picked up your backpack and then went to you and then Anthony was with you. And we didn't know Anthony was with you.
1: Yeah, because I didn't want to mess with your guys' hunt. I I, yeah. sp- I was on the phone with Anthony just to let him know. He's like, I'll yeah. come out there and help you pack it out. So yeah. yeah, Anthony came out to to pack it out while you were stalking that other buck.
0: Yeah. So then we got to you and you guys were almost finished. We helped finish that up and then we we packed out the deer. Anthony had to leave and go to work. We took some pictures, some more pictures, and uh, we packed up the deer and packed it out to the truck and went to the taxidermist. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That after we didn't hunt that afternoon, did we? No, I don't think so. I can't
0: remember. remember <laughs> I don't we're know if haunted. we did or not. What time? Yeah, I have no idea. No, did we, we, we didn't. We, didn't. We, we, left,
1: th- we left that night. Well, we we did we. I think we might have. We might have hunted. We did because we left from hunting to go to. We dropped down. and We went to Tucson.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. We got to Tucson like ten thirty at the night time. Right. 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 Yeah. I think so. So, yeah. So that then, then we're like, okay, now it's time to go down south. Let's go try to get you a pig.
0: Yeah. So we left bucks yeah, to go left. find bucks. Yeah, which was now which? a part of that was because I had a javelina tag for the units that we were going to go to right. and it was like well there's deer down there we know there's deer down there there's coos deer down there also and, and that mule was the deer another and, thing and, too and, we were
1: kind of like and uh, possibly wanted to go chase a coos buck around yeah for me
0: I had never sh- taken a desert mule deer or a coos deer so I felt like I wanted to go after mule deer because I just felt like it'd be easier to get one with a bow than it would a coos deer
1: <laughs> it is <laughs> a lot, in and, my opinion. Uh,
0: but also, I had the javelina tag, so we went south. And man, what happened? Uh,
1: a lot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> there was opportunity. I mean, was, except for the evenings, really. I mean, every morning we had opportunity, or you had opportunity. I should yeah. say I, I was primarily a support team on that, but
0: the first morning, I should have killed a javelina on the first morning. I wanted to get, I don't know. It was like I had to get back in the hunting mode or something. But everything wasn't perfect enough. I wanted to get closer. I didn't want to take a long shot, and what I mean by long shot is like, like I didn't. You want were twenty four yards, bro. Want, <laughs> I didn't want to take a shot over, you know, thirty yards. I just wanted to be close to the Havelina because I knew I could, and I felt like I was just going to keep getting chances, and I did. And then the chances. Went away, wore out that morning, and then I was like super frustrated. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like, I should be done. Yeah, should
1: we, we, we should be done that,
0: with the javelina?
1: Javelina, that that one, know, and that one, and then maybe we go ha- back up north. That one that was there above you, that was a that was a big boar. I mean, I guess see his fucking nuts from, from in the from video. it looks, looks like he's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was probably he might have been an eighty. Oh, you know, think 50, he was oh, okay. fifty? Fifty? Okay, yeah, fifty pounder. In the video, he looks bigger, but yeah, because he was probably puffed up too. Yeah. And then
0: it's just like getting hot. It's so much hotter down there. It's the,
1: crazy, right? Because it was, was so just, much colder in the morning and so much hotter in the afternoon. Yeah. It's like oof. Goes from twenty eight degrees to freaking seventy two in like two hours.
0: So then um I'm quite a ways away, so I make my way back to you. We move. We see some
1: mule deer buck, remember?
0: Yeah, but didn't we see a coos first? or the bedded down by the cows or something. We don't, or yeah. was that a- yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. There was. That's that over the top of the cows, it was, yeah, but he was just like a like a little forky horn. Yeah. He was there was coos deer everywhere. We, I couldn't tell what it was because of the way the sun was, and then eventually that doe moved their head and I could see it better. Yeah. And I was like, no, he ain't worth it going after.
0: So then there was a decent mule deer buck that bedded with a doe. I got ready- and went on a pretty long stalk i think i think it was a long one seemed like a long one it was hot
1: you had to go really out far to get the wind right
0: right i ended up being 55 yeah pretty close it just didn't work out
1: the story behind that is my (laughs) fault (laughs) well (laughs) kind of it's hard because you're a mile away so i was super far away and every once in a while you get these like weird perspectives that it was kind of like what I was just saying with Joe. Joe saw that deer running. He thought it went 200 yards and it was only like 60 yards. And it happens. It happens a lot when you're hunting the flats. Like it, that doesn't happen when you're on the mountain. It's very easy to say, okay, you, you know, go 50 yards, to 10 yards this way, whatever. Actually, when they're straight away from you, a lot of times they look further because you see the distance because you know it's an angle right so the angle if you're talking pythagorean's theory right it's a b and c the c angle you might may only be 15 yards but that distance is like 30 yards right you know what i'm getting you see what i'm getting at so sometimes on the mountain too you get that you get a little bit of that but i'm always I know myself. I try to do this, and I like when people do this with me. If they're if they're talking me in on a radio, is to ask me, "Hey, range, can you see this?" Yes, okay. If you can see that range, that tell me how the distance is, and that gives you like a little measuring tool. You know, you can yeah gap that out right. And anyway, I didn't do that with you in this particular stock. and I thought you were like, I'm like you're this is how bad it was. I'm like, you're within a hundred to 150 yards and you were 50 yards away. <laughs> like it looked, all I could see was the top of your head. Cause you were below the, the horizon a little bit. I was looking through, I don't know how many freaking Ocotillos, you know, on my side and your, where you were at. Like yeah. it, it was just not a good, uh, position to spot from.
0: Well, what it and happened I basically also easier. was like, When you're close you can't just have like a regular conversation or whatever you know at least on my end i have to whisper but the radio stopped working for a while because i was too far down in a hole and it was too far away so there was a lot like i could hear you talking a little bit i couldn't tell what was really going on but i knew there was some communication going on so we had lost each other for probably 45 minutes i think and i had seen the buck for quite a while. And I'd seen where he bedded down, but what I didn't know is if he was still in the same spot. Right. And that conversation was hard. It's just hard for us to have, right. You know, like once we finally got back into communication and I'm thinking, well, did the buck get up? And it was just, it was just hard to figure out exactly what was going on. So, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating because then once you, it's weird being on the radio and then like, trying to hunt kind of with your instincts and i'm like man i don't i don't know if i'm communicating where i am or whatever but anyways you see the i see the buck and i'm like oh my god it's right in front of me it was right there you know so it's just it just becomes frustrating because you're just you know you're out there trying to hunt and, and kill things and it's hot out and i can't stand the heat so when
1: it's hot out i just get frustrated because yeah i don't like it But Anyways, good point with the radio. So it's like, you got to have trust in the guy that's talking to you, but you also got to trust your instincts. And I think the instincts thing has got to, because you have, you have more information, right? Like a lot of times the guy who's down there has more information because you could see, you could see what you're looking at. So, and you know what the wind's doing, you yeah. know what the ground sounds like. You Which know you, always
0: sucks by the way, the right. wind. <laughs> it is bad.
1: It's bad. Unless it's blowing yeah. like steady at one point. Like, you know, if you get like a good wind, it's actually pretty good because then it stays steady and you're and you're not dealing with those wispy shit that's going back and forth in the mountains. But um so yeah, trust what you're seeing and what you're doing above what the guy's telling you, kinda. But still being able to use that information that's coming in. You know, it's like, I don't know, it takes some practice, but I've noticed in the last two years, especially you've gotten way better at listening to what's going on in the radio and using that to your advantage and put, just adding it as a tool to your,
0: yeah, it's just sort of like what to listen to, what to process and what to, what matters and what doesn't, I guess, for, for my situation. Right. I tend to overgive too much, but. Yeah. So I just filter out. I'm like, this is all, this is what I need to know, you know, kind of a thing. So I just, I said, this is tough. It's different. Yeah. So anyways, we, I think we booked out of there. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was basically, it was like, it was afternoon by that. I mean, it was like two in the afternoon, probably.
1: Yeah. two thirty. I think. Yeah. So I don't know what
0: happened that evening <laughs> where we went or what we did. It was but very uneventful. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. It all kind of melds together. I know,
1: Oh, I know where we went. We, we went to go look for pigs and we didn't see anything. Yeah, the evenings
0: weren't terribly good. We would see deer. I don't think we ever saw pigs in the evening. No. Did we? Not once.
1: No. Not that I can remember. Yeah.
0: Deer would come out, but they'd come out late. Yeah. No like, bucks. No bucks until I like think.
1: half an hour before. And there was always little bucks first.
0: Yeah. So we stayed in this really awesome Airbnb. Was it Airbnb or Airbnb? Mm-hmm. Airbnb I don't know. Yeah, Airbnb. But just a cool, I don't know, like, Old school cabin that had, I loved the design and just the layout and everything. It was a comfortable place. So then I don't know what the next morning was, but the next I morning we got on at least Havelina. Oh, that was the Havelina and the Q's Deer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, we went back into this canyon that I've killed a lot of pigs out of and a lot of deer out of with rifle hunters. It's a very rifle friendly spot, but not the best bow hunting spot. But I trusted that. Charles, being shadow trekker, would be able to navigate it. And he did. I mean, shit. like Got close to pigs. You were what, 13 yards from the pigs? <laughs> yeah, I got really –
0: uh, well, that I know of, 17 on the one. But I couldn't – the grass was so high, I couldn't tell if it was – so then I started trophy hunting pigs. Oh, yeah, right? that was it, because you had so, one. Yeah. I, I was like, God, I think this thing is small. I can't tell. I don't want to shoot a juvenile –
1: it was definitely a younger it's
0: really hard to tell because these things are small anyway you know like you'd consider a really big one 50 or 60 pounds and i'm like well that's so small i don't right you know that just looks insanely small right to me so but anyways the grass was high i couldn't tell how how large the javelina was but i knew there was more there there was a lot more there yeah that were close and then we didn't know where they went they ended up being even closer than me and i Basically, blew them out, and there were still like some I could hear running around, but it just it didn't work out. So I went and and sat on, and we were looking at coos deer in the morning. Quite a few of them, actually, and quite a few bucks, three or four. I right think. at and first
1: light, I spotted yeah. one way up high with a right. doe, and we. Were- kind of thinking, he was in a great spot. And like, if he stays there, this is such a killable freaking coos deer. You don't get this situation because they were by some rock, like a big rock pile. You could have came over the top of it. But as we were deciding, the doe decided for us and took that buck. Yeah. And then the Javelina showed up. And then the
0: Javelina showed up. Yeah. So I think I betted a coos buck. I didn't know exactly where he betted. I mean, I see where he went, but I couldn't actually see him betted. Um, And I was... I was looking at the terrain for at least an hour, deciding if I should go after him or not. if it was worth it. And I'm just looking at it and I'm going, I don't know how I can sneak through this stuff. Yep. I don't think I can get close enough. Should I try? Should I not try? And I'm like, I'm not going to try. I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't think this is the right. I don't see a path, especially if it's bedded where it can see my hillside. I'm like it's just gonna be a waste of time. Plus, I had to go back and get my pack. So, anyways, I go back and get the pack, and then you told me you've got a good Q's buck with a doe. The doe's bedded. Is that a good spot? And wow. I turn and immediately somehow freehand. I'm like, oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm like I just picked up a goosebuck freehand with with fifteens with shaky. Swarrow fifteens in my hand, I'm like, oh, he's right there. And then actually once I see him, I could pretty much see him with the naked eye the entire time because he was in the sun and kind of glistening. Glistening. Yeah. Yeah. So man, it's hot. I remember it just being hot and I had to go so incredibly slow and I was the buck could have seen me and but he didn't. He was um, always looking the other way though. Yeah. But I knew if I moved too fast or he'd be able to pick up some movement until I sort of got underneath of him to where I had enough cover. So anyways, I sneak in and up being 53 yards. I can see the buck. He bedded down. Of course he bedded down. He'd been standing like he was for, like he was 10 minutes ago.
1: An hour (laughs) (laughs) plus.
0: And and sort of feeding around I would have had a shot, but he beds down, but I'm 53 yards. I finally get out of the suck and I'm like, all right, I, I think I can get in close enough because the wind was great. It was in my face. There was actually a little bit of a breeze making some noise and I had on the, uh, the sneak tech boots and I'm like, all right, I'm I'm being pretty quiet here. I took my pack off, took everything off. So it's just me and my bow. And I just really needed to, Either get into position to where I could get a shot on him, bedded, or wait for him to stand up and I'd get a shot. And then I feel the wind
1: change. It was just a swirl. So crazy because in my head, I was just about to say to you, because it, I looked at my clock and I'm like, it's almost freaking noon. That wind is going to fucking switch on him. I was just going to say, hey, back up into that cut that's behind you and just sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I just felt a, it literally two seconds before you, like you said it, I had that thought. And you're like, I just felt the wind hit me in the back of the head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, then, and it did it for maybe three seconds. And it just blew my wind right up to them and then came right back to the normal to wind. Before it happened. So the dough that was bedded with him, she smelled me. They got up and he followed. And I'm like, God, like just. Seriously. That one little. It's just frustrating because it's a coos deer buck right and I get into bow range in all that crap and I've got and at this point this is the second day so
1: (laughs) you haven't learned how to avoid this I don't know
0: exactly what to look out for more than the others and there's just needles all over me like my (laughs) my knuckles are just I don't even know how many needles are in me. It's like a patch. It's like I have a patch of needles in me in multiple places. My knees, I don't know, cat's claw, whatever, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So anyway, I think we get out of there. Yeah, we hiked out of yeah, there. Yeah, we hiked out of there. And um, probably not a very eventful evening. And then, yeah, where do we go for the shoot, I don't even know. What, there had to have been another...
1: Now, Did we go down have a, south, have I thought we went. Yeah, all we might have went. That's. I think that's the afternoon that we. I went. Uh, we went all the way down to the border.
0: Yeah, and
1: we saw lots of deer. Saw a lot of deer. Not a lot of deer, but no. Not a decent buck whatsoever. Not a single buck that, that was. Hmm. I mean, maybe a hundred inch, hundred <laughs> yeah. inch uh, mules That was about it. Yeah, I really like it down there, though. It's I just think it looks probably really the most, super cool. it's like the Serengeti. It's like probably the most stalkable, like the way it's kind of laid out and the tree spacing is great. Like, I feel like it's kind of built for bow hunting. It would have been
0: fun to spend a morning there just to see. Yeah. Probably. Would have yeah. been, I don't know, maybe
1: not, but, right. and then where'd we go the next morning though? Was the that next is morning that... was we were going to go meet up with Billy and that's when they slept in. Right.
0: Oh, or okay. Working? Yeah.
1: So if that was it, then... Because, yeah, we're talking Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Now this is Monday. Yeah, so... so- Monday, we're, we were supposed to meet up, but we spoke with Billy Babish of Letter Rip. Yeah, so one of their line. guys
0: had a uh, wheel bearing go out. They thought it was a... I don't know, but it was a wheel bearing. And um, they were up really late rescuing that vehicle or the people yeah, or try, something trying or Yeah, trying to. Yeah, yeah. to like...
1: 12 o'clock or something. <laughs> we get to Billy's camp and knock on his trailer and he was. So he's got this spot, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's like, like, I got this spot, man. 18 bucks
0: all over 150. And uh, well, he's sleeping, you know, yeah. so we don't really know where to go.
1: <laughs> well, I, I knew, uh, honestly, in my head. You I were knew, actually really close. <laughs> I, knew, I knew exactly where he wanted to go. Yeah. But I hadn't been there and glass from there. And I looked at my Onyx at the pin that I had on there. And I haven't been in there since 2018. I'm like, I don't want to go bumbling through. Yeah. Cause we, I knew we had to cross the ridges. Like I knew we had to cross the rollers to get to that spot or at least walk up ones. But I wasn't, so I wasn't sure where yeah. he, what exactly what he was telling me about. Yeah. Cause Billy's very terrible at describing stories. And, he just and, knows where it is. Yeah. He's, he's like, like know, yeah, know yeah you know, let's go to the tumbleweed. Yeah. You see the cactus, make the left. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not uh, not Billy's strong suit. Anyway, so I'm like, listen, I have a feeling I know where he, want, he wanted us to go, but let's go to this other hill where I've been to a million times. It's very close to what he was talking about. We might even be able to see over there. Anyway, so we get in there first thing, and there's deer everywhere. Coos deer.
0: Coos deer. Absolutely everywhere. All yeah.
1: in the flats below us. Like, just... Bucks, does, everything's running around. It's crazy. So, one like right off the bat, saw one really like a smoker buck, probably of like a 105, 110 buck. And as soon as I saw him, it was like that fast that he disappeared. Yeah. Like just chasing after our doe through mesquites and all that stuff. I don't know, as the morning went on, it's like it, we, we, we couldn't pick which one we wanted to go after because they were all there were so many everywhere. Like we knew that there was no, good route to take there was like no good play right i mean that's what it felt like to me like i was like i didn't know which way to hey i think you should go for this one i think you should go i like it it all seemed bad like everything was like not going to work out in my opinion until that one buck was on that and he was kind of steadily following the dose up up and to the left and you had a ridge before that you could go that's when you were like that's when you dropped off and i'm like. Hey, you drop off there. And then he disappeared right before you left, right? He disappeared like out of my sight before he left. And I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to go while we still have good hunting time. It's still morning. It's still cool. I'm going to run to this other hill that's not too far from here. I'm going to run up there and go see if I could pick something up. Maybe I said, there's always javelina in there. If you want to go try to mess with this deer... And you did. So you dropped off. You went after that that buck in the direction that he was in. You had a good idea we was at, and I think you were already on deer, like you seen them. Yeah. And I had made it up to the other glassing point, and within thirty seconds of me being there, I, I glass up a a great coos buck, high nineties, yeah, high nineties, yeah. low maybe maybe even pushing hundred. And I'm like, dude, you got to get over here. <laughs> like you already had like on two quarters, you know, or three no, quarters was, of a mile in the opposite three quarters di- a mile away. Yeah, opposite direction of me. But I'm like, you got to get back over here, of course.
0: So <laughs> I get to a hundred yards away from you, and John goes, "I don't know where the buck is. It went around the corner. We need to move." And I'm like, "Man." I'm just running around. I'm just tired. Yeah. Well, you were like a freaking ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, go this and way, go that way.
0: So then we need to get back to the truck. And uh, it was
1: the craziest thing. This buck was in the perfect position and he was with two does. I hadn't no, I didn't think it for a minute he was going to leave. And then out of nowhere, he throws his head up and he looks down into the, into the, like the valley floor below him. And he goes running down the fucking mountain to go meet up with two does coming up out of a cut. And then those does ran him around the mountain. It was like the, I mean, it was the weirdest. I mean, not that I hadn't seen that shit before. Cause I seen <laughs> see it every year, but it was like, I didn't even know how he knew those does were down there. He wasn't even facing their direction. Like he caught a whiff of that doe from, I mean, it, it wasn't miles away, but shit, it was far away. And he w- went after. So I'm like, I ran. I told you, just meet me at the truck. I ran from where I was back to the truck. Literally ran. We jump in the truck. I drove like Dukes of Hazard to wrap around to the other side. Except for the old dude we were behind for oh, like three hours. <laughs> that guy I wanted to fucking strangle him. Anyway, so <laughs> we get to a point and I'm like, we should be able to see him from here. We jump out the truck, race across the flats to get to this one spot to get a clearing to see the mountain again. And we're glassing and we're glassing and we're glassing and we're glassing and, we're glassing and we can't pick up this buck. And I'm like, fuck, where the hell did he go? Where did he? <laughs> well, I know he's back over on the other side with, you know, who knows? Anywhere. It could be anywhere. And honestly, I was just about to kind of like give up. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go in bedded buck glassing mode. And I just started going inch by inch, inch by inch, inch by inch. And I go, I holy oh shit. I see this little, like the very top rear quarter of what I think is a javelina. I'm like, it's either a rock that really looks good like a javelina, or it's a freaking javelina. And I'm staring at it, and I'm staring at it, and I'm staring at it. I'm like, move, motherfucker, move. And it takes one step forward. I'm like, got pigs. Charles, come over here and meet me. <laughs> he meets me over there. And they are literally... It wasn't... I wouldn't say the worst place because they were real down low on the mountain. Thank God you didn't have to go all the way up to them. Mm-hmm. But that was a tangled mess. I knew Charles had to get like within 10, 15 yards of him to kill him.
0: Which was perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which right was right in your, uh, your wheelhouse in your...
0: Yeah, so... I finally kind of get a bearing on where they are. So I know kind of where to head and just put a few things together in my head and uh, I get over there
1: and I jump a coos deer. I wonder if it was that buck. Who could, knows? We, Probably. We don't know. I was, I was didn't want to lose the pigs. I was yeah. laser focused.
0: And uh, I'm pretty close within 50 yards, 60 yards or something like that. I drop my pack and yeah it's a t- absolute tangled mess ocotillo just everywhere and it's just thick i got on the did I, was i wearing the sneak boots then i don't know if i was anyway at this point i've sort of learned like how slow i need to go what i can get away with what i can't get away with and especially with regards to
1: to havelina
0: yeah and they're like I mean, I hunt wild pigs a lot, so they're making a lot of noise when they're when they're feeding and whatnot. So it's just wind, you know, get the wind right and move so slow that they can't pick up your movement. I bust one. <laughs> However, I had just busted a rabbit and the rabbit was like running around. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why this javelina that must have been Ten yards away from me, it busted, but it didn't like it, alarm anybody it else. That so I know it was I, weird. I, that I didn't
1: it, want I didn't want to like give you because there was still javelina right in front of you. Right, the yeah. way it ran, it ran to another group, and it took like those three ran with it, and I was like, "But all these other ones are still here." Yeah, I'm not even going to give you that information. It just it
0: just wasn't <laughs> making any. um it wasn't like giving like a warning. No, so it wasn't it making just, any noise. It just ran. Like, up oh, that's weird. So I could still hear them, and then I could see some through the crap, and and then John's telling me there's one coming from my left, and it's a good one. Now I can see one to my right that I could have shot, but. I felt like well that one's staying i mean it was just in feed mode i'm like all right well let's see what happens with the one on the left because i was taking my chances i think i I probably should have just shot the one on the right because that one was i had a shot
1: oh i thought you didn't have a shot oh yeah
0: the one on my right i did yeah but i think i thought the boar was coming into my left oh yeah the
1: one on the right you thought was small so i'm like I'm,
0: i'm i'm trophy hunting again right no i don't know it was just the wind was good the wind was really good at that at that time and it just felt. Oh, it was fun. You're right. So, yeah. but one thing within it, I'm in it so thick and I'm like, I need to get through this, <laughs> this acatío, so I can actually have a shot. So mid step underneath this kind of, you know, doorway that I need to step through here's the javelina that's on my left coming in and it's like coming out from the yards and it's trying to (laughs) it it knows there's something there and it's trying to figure out what i am right so i'm hunched over (laughs) mid-step underneath this crap and i'm like looking up and i'm like dude i can't draw my bow i'm gonna hit stuff i have to i don't know what's gonna happen here and this javelina the way it's coming and it's just like standing there staring making some grunts and just taking a step just trying to look for something so I mean I had like a few inches of a shot if it were if it were to move around I'm like this is is the worst spot for me right now and this thing's so close I'm going to bust it out like I can't even turn and shoot the other one because it's totally going to see me well as Heavenly ends up coming in To probably five yards no shot but then it turns and it starts to walk away really slow so that's when i kind of i'm kind of squatting
1: yeah you look like (laughs) you're hunched hunched over over,
0: and it was just it was the worst like you immediately just start shaking because you're in a stupid position and but it was it actually ended up being completely broadside I mean and it was uh, 10 yards away it was super whatever it was it was really close and shoot smoke it it runs six yards maybe yeah. six yards <laughs> and it falls over and uh so that's super aw- like it was a it was a such a cool stock and just scenario and everything I was super excited and then it kind of made a little noise when I shot it and the rest of the herd kind of comes in and one of the, I think one of the boars basically walked right up to it. And then I started hoofing, making noises and it's doing it. And I'm kind of just going back and forth with him for a I while. I was like, this guy's going to get freaking
1: charged right yeah, now. The whole hurt and I'm going, looking
0: around too. Like what can I climb? Away. Nothing.
1: <laughs> it kept going away and coming back, going away and coming yeah. back. I'm like, here comes the hurt again. They're all coming back in. <laughs> it yeah. Ca- it
0: was crazy. So... um so i go and get my arrow you know i can see the i can see the pig and yeah i mean i had to uh, i was like hey i'll I, I went back and got my pack and i basically just took care of the animal there because you were pretty far away and then i look and i'm like oh there's billy over there i'll just <laughs> that's not far away at all so i'm like john i'll just meet you at, at billy's and uh so yeah so packed it all out. That was awesome. It was super excited to get the the Havelina deal done. Um, it was really fun stalking them, and uh it was a female with with insanely long. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, she has some serious tusks, tusks, or whatever you want to fangs, call. whatever they are. Yeah. Um, Javelinas.
0: Super excited Javelins. about that. Yeah.
1: So then, um, she was very big. Like I thought for sure that. I wasn't for sure that she was a, a boar because I said she had a pointy snout and she looked like she might be a female. I actually said that to you on the radio. I think you killed a big, big female. But um, yeah. size-wise, she was like a boar size all day long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really good size. Really stinky. Delicious. Yep.
1: Um, that evening, we went out with Billy to the spot we were supposed to go at and you stalked a buck
0: then. Yeah, stalked a buck and I... I kind of, I took my, I went a little too fast when I was in the red zone. I thought I was out of their sight, and then I look and I'm like, "Oh crap, they're right there." I just, I had the the angle wrong, and I think the doe caught some movement. So she didn't know what I was, but she just knew something was going on, and she didn't feel comfortable with it. So she took the the buck up and over.
1: And I sort of knew- What well, kind of- Hold on a second. What kind of screwed up that whole situation is they were in a better spot. Yeah. And you- I think the route that you were going originally, you would have gotten within range of them. Yeah. But a coyote came over. Yeah. And the buck ran the coyote off, and which made them much further away from you mm-hmm. than- originally we were we were racing light everything was kind of going to, I, I know why you sped it up like it wasn't
0: yeah and there was a helicopter oh yeah I was like hovering it's, it looked like it was above them I think it was past them but had some noise to cover it up but the helicopter went away um, yeah good old but yeah control. I just was like ah, I kind of screwed that up I wish I should have. I wish I could have done that again but we saw a bunch more coos deer <laughs>
1: yeah and the next morning we went back pretty much in the same area
0: yeah we just went up higher and, and got on we were targeting all kinds deer. of coos deer yeah, we were kind of yeah. targeting coos deer and that. really i got really close um
1: if you would have been where enough. you got to five minutes earlier that buck would be dead it yeah. was a buck that was like hanging out good mature you know upper 80s low 90s buck. He was hanging out, but he was by himself. There was no does around him, like not close anyway. He was screwing with the does and stuff in the beginning, and he, and he beat the shit out of a smaller buck earlier. But he was just going around raking trees, eating, and he was just staying in this certain area. And I was like, oh, man, if the wind stays right, this looks like it's going to play out. I feel like... Because of what happened the night before, you went a little extra slow (laughs) at some point. But I don't know. Because, again, when you got to where you got to, I don't know what you could see.
0: Well, then there was
1: those does there. So I was like
0: watching out for them. And I didn't want to bust them. You know, it's always something. Right. And just new area. So not knowing, ooh, what's around this corner or that or, you know, just totally new area. Not being familiar with it. That definitely
1: glass up another group of javelina
0: yeah not, but we're done by then. we're done yeah. for
1: Havelina at that point
0: yep so Havelina every day and i was just like we were glassing hard i'm like god we yeah. gotta be able to find something we just
1: didn't and it was hot right and then that was the that was the evening that was the afternoon we yeah. we decided to switch units we went out to a different unit that evening didn't I saw one buck like within the first half an hour of us glassing was chasing a doe disappeared never found it again don't think I saw another deer oh maybe a doe I don't know I got really frustrated I had some shit go on with work yeah and it was just like it was just a bad evening like a really bad evening for me and uh so we, pack we up. packed up and we we went to another unit. Well, we were already packed up, actually. Yeah, yeah we, were we were already packed, already packed, packed up, up. Yeah, we were going to go to another. Leave. So we went up to another unit to go hunt for the morning. Oh, for the afternoon. No, wait, the morning. Sorry, it was the morning that we went out with Shane. Shane came out with us and you. <sighs> oh, God, I forgot
0: about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So completely new area. I, lo- I love the way it looks. Like we get there, I'm like, ooh, I
1: like this. I feel yeah, like it's different. a different
0: type of desert. I feel like I can stalk in this. And then Shane spots a buck immediately. Like first then, light,
1: first 30 seconds, he's yeah. like, I got a buck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course you do. I don't even have the damn bino set up yet.
0: Yeah. And then, I don't know, the buck went over the hillside. We go over there. We can't pick it back up. There might have been another hunter on the hills. I thought I caught a glimpse. Yeah. I don't know what happened. The deer took off for some reason.
1: We moved to another spot. Moved to another
0: spot. Another buck with some does. And he's like this old, awesome-looking buck. He's just Just a a giant forky, I guess, right? Yeah, it's for giant fork, But uh, looks heavy and old and just awesome and tall. Big pot belly. Really
1: wide. Probably 25 inches, 26 inches wide.
0: So I get up there and i got up there either too fast or too slow but what happened was basically i just got caught there wasn't any cover until i could get the cover and the lead doe just beat me by two minutes before i could get to where i had cover and she caught she caught some movement i kind of just laid down and she just sort of sat there blowing and trying to figure out what she had just seen for quite a few minutes and then finally that convinced everyone else and they all the other deer and they they basically took off for a long way yeah
1: they never stopped running they, it was crazy yeah right i never seen deer mule deer run like that and you were like what 25 yards
0: uh from that doe yeah i don't know how far away from the buck i was but it was probably within 50 if i had the you know nobody knows where he was but i know he was right there Yeah, with at, the, at yeah. that
1: point which shane and i couldn't see him
0: so then uh we stayed in that area for a little bit. That area was sweet. I like that. I think we saw some.
1: Yeah, we saw we other saw deer. Does.
0: Just saw other does. Yeah, that's
1: smaller buck. Smaller buck, yeah, that's little right. Spikes and whatnot. Yep. But yeah, nothing nothing crazy in that afternoon. I'm like, all right, let's go to another yet another spot. I mean, I bounced this around a lot, which may or may not. Well, we, it's obviously worked in our favor because we end up getting yeah, yeah. a buck too. But I went to a spot, get out that evening. I spot. A buck that I had been watching in December, as we called, call him the big four by three because he's a big four by three. <laughs> um, spot him up. He's in a great spot where I initially spot him up. But he's with a doe, and they're kind of just working back and forth. Of course, Charles goes after him, and just like every other story, bef- like within minutes of Charles being in position, that doe takes this buck on a fucking, I I didn't even know how far away they went, but a long way, like two miles. And I stayed with them. I don't know how the frick I kept picking that buck up and Charles stayed with them. He just kept dogging them the whole way into the wind, into the wind. It was crazy. Like we took that right till dark where I lost the buck and then brings us to the last morning, which was yesterday morning. We get out there. It's me, you and Anthony. I spot the buck right up at first light. Like barely, barely could see. I spot the buck up. I'm like, I got him. Get your shit together. We're not gonna. We're we're not. I'm kind of rushing it now at this point because how many times have we been in position and didn't have? We was always like a, a couple minutes too late. Anyway, so Charles gets his shit together, and he goes down there, and another buck comes over, a buck that I hadn't ever seen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was really heavy, sh- short tined tighter basket not probably not a great scoring buck but a cool looking buck and limp biscuit okay it was back in the picture there and that spike so there was <laughs> four bucks and like 15 does and they were just going in every direction it was like was heavy d in there i, I never saw a heavy d okay anthony okay. said he saw him yeah oh and i had seen heavy d the night before right before he uh, charles got back to the truck Right before you got back to where I was at, I had seen him like way the frick out. Yeah, way the hell out there. Anyway, so I have to leave. Yeah, I have to leave at this point. It's nine thirty in the morning. I'm leaving. I don't have eyes on the buck. Charles is like within a couple few hundred yards of him at some point. You know, and we don't know which direction because we, he went behind something. We never could Spike see. Spike buck walks right in front of me. Oh yeah. I did see that. It's like six, literally six yards in front of me before it caught my wind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kneeling down. That like, was so funny. I'm like, take your yeah. phone out and video this shit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to bust it. <laughs> it literally walked up and like gave him a kiss in the face yeah. and ran away. Um, I'm like, all right, Ant-Man, it's all you. You got to, Anthony takes over. <laughs> yep. I leave. Anthony's texting me what's going on. So Anthony
0: does lead. He lead. Okay. I didn't even tell you this. So I snuck up on a bedded doe. Okay. And like 53 yards. Uh-huh. I'm That's, like, that, oh was your, God, that was your sweet a bed spot. bedded doe right there. And I'm like, where's the buck? You know? yeah I mean I got I definitely had the sneak text on I had the sneak text on the whole time Oh, I know they're literally pancakes yeah they're not squishy it's in the flats and I'm like silent I just figured it out you know like just figuring out the terrain and stuff so I'm like huh I'm sneaking up on bedded deer that's good it just needs to be a buck so I wait there for a long time. Cause I don't know what else is there. And eventually they catch my wind, which I was surprised they didn't before actually. And another doe comes out, they take off. There's probably a few other deer with them. I didn't see any bucks. Anthony leads me into the bowl that you guys had seen where the bucks disappeared into on the backside, you know, where you were looking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, he can't see in there. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go in there and uh, I'm ready for a whole day. Like I'm just prepared. I got enough water and snacks or whatever for a, for a whole day and I'm just going to sneak around. And it was just the right day where I could have, you know, I knew I had the patience. I was glassing a lot. I was stopping a lot. I was hardly moving. You know, I was moving and looking around Mm -hmm. me and then move and look around, just trying to just pick apart everything so, I get into that bowl, and I see some deer movement, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's Limp Biscuit," and he's walking right to me. So I kind of move a little bit to get into a sort of a better spot, and he goes behind this tree, and I'm like, oh, "All right, I'll just wait for him to come out," and then I see some more movement behind him, and here comes a bigger buck uh-huh. walking. A little bit closer to me they are kind of following the same path but he's a little bit closer right and uh i'm like all right well he's going to go to where this other buck is and it's eventually going to open up and i'll have a like a 60 yard shot and um the, the buck gets up to the bigger buck i don't know which buck this was uh, to tell you the truth i don't know if it's the one i ended up shooting or I'm really not sure. I thought it was heavy D because I thought I saw limp. I don't know. But regardless, it was a good buck. I was going to, I was definitely going to shoot at him for sure. Well, the, the lead buck, which was a little smaller, he got out to my right too much, which I was, which was what I was worried about before I had a shot. And I'm literally, I'm pulling back and just my wind is right in line with right there. And that buck just takes off and then the bigger buck, because the other one takes off Takes off, um, right? God, like that's so was so close. They're both just walking right to me. So I can't get Anthony to pick them up, but I don't think he can see into there anywhere. So there's these two kind of big peaks, which I was like, I want to go sit up there because it's the highest points out here. And so I go up there and I pick the bucks back up uh-huh. and I see where they go. I don't see them bed, but I know they're like I can see one just pacing around. I'm like, all right, he's gonna bed in there somewhere. So. After glassing for a really long time, just to try and pick up one that's bedded, because that'd be a lot easier, I finally kind of move in to that area, looping way around to get on the backside so the wind is good and all that, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do a calling sequence. So I have this little your your uh, your doe bleat and bleat, and then a, a grunt tube. So. <laughs> I do that, and I start grunting, and I just happen to pick the spot where there's deer bedded on this hillside where they can just turn and be like, what's that? Here I am inside of this Palo Verde, and they all get up, and I see this giant buck, which is the one I end up shooting. Get up. Right. And they didn't really run away, but they were just like, we don't like that. They couldn't smell me, for sure. The wind was really good. It was actually a strong... Wind uh-huh. yesterday. Now, like right as that's happening, Anthony is like, Hey, my buddy is on this other hillside. Much closer. And I'm like, oh, Wait, yeah, I you're did like, see a like guy right way off. up there. Yeah.
1: I'm a long right above ways you. away.
0: Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like almost seven miles that I've gone. No, I'm, yeah. you know, moving well, and before. everything yeah. back and forth. But I'm a long ways away. And he's like, He just, happen to see you which i'm like god he can see me <laughs> and actually uh, he
1: didn't happen to see you anthony was talking to him on the cell phone oh and telling him where to look and he picked you up
0: okay so he he scans over there and he sees me and he sees the deer get up like right at the same time and they move and he's like he's got eyes on the buck he's, he's tracking the buck whatever i'm like all right um So it was, I I couldn't, I wasn't talking to the other, to the other guy, um, to, uh, to Andrew, I had no way to really communicate with him. So I was kind of going through Anthony, then Anthony needs to leave by 12 or something. And um, I think it was like 1130 or whatever, where he had to leave. But
1: then Andrew remembers Andrew that he has, remembers, has a, he has a radio. He
0: had the frequency or something. Yeah, or ra-
1: so yeah, I, I, my, my radios are on a proprietary re- frequency right. that just me and my guides and my, and my cousins have. Andrew, last year or the year before, and another buddy of mine, Dave, bought these other radios that we were able to program with my frequency. So he okay. has one channel. Okay. The channel that I use most often yeah. is programmed to that frequency, so he can talk to you.
0: Okay, so, <laughs> so he's like, "Let me see if this works," and then I hear him on the radio. I'm like, "Holy crap! All right, this is crazy. Guy I never met, never talked to, whatever," and he's up so high he can see everywhere where I am, which was was just just amazing. Now. I don't know how many hours passed since from there till the end, but it was such a long time And well, the yeah. wind. He, I it had to
1: walk away Two around. hours and 15 minutes, because Anthony left right at 12. Okay. And you killed him. at. I was literally leaving to come back. Well, he, Anthony left at 1130. It was before oh, 12. 1130? Yeah. Okay. So 1130. I think you shot him at 215, I think you shot him? I don't know. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's when well, that's when I called me. It was like 215. Okay. I was leaving to come to you.
0: Okay so i walked way around to get the wind right and some mountain bikers had come through and actually split up the deer and now the buck was just with one doe i sneak into and perspective was a was an issue you know he couldn't really tell how close he was or what they could see down or if there was you know lanes they could see or whatever but over the next several hours a just snuck in super close to where I could get some sort of an idea of where this buck was. And then while I was sneaking in Limp Biscuit steps, walks up in front of me, of course, but I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go after him. The wind's in my face. It's really awesome. But like,
1: nah, not at this point. You've seen too many bigger bucks.
0: Yeah. And, uh, They'd come out and fed and he's like, can you see them? I'm like, dude, I cannot see them. I have no idea. It actually ended up being a little bit further away than, than what I thought. So I'm going so slow, so, 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 so slow. And uh, I finally, like he's telling me, don't get any closer. I don't think you should get any closer. And I'm just going, I can get, I can get closer. I know I can get a little bit closer because I, I think he's having a, a slight issue with where the buck is and where I am. And I'm like, I think I have enough cover. And again, I'm, I'm serious. I have these sneak techs on. I'm like, I'm not making any noise. And if I can stay behind, there's some really thick stuff. I'm like, they can't see through that. No way. So I get to a spot and I look around this corner and I see antlers just sticking out of the this Palo Verde, And I'm like, Oh, okay. I definitely need to stop moving. (laughs) The buck didn't catch me. And I glass him, and I can see which way his head's turning. When he turns his head the other way, I move just a little bit so I can just be in a slightly better position. And if I sit down there for a long time, eventually they come out and feed to my sort of to my left. Didn't really, I guess I had a shot, some longer shots, but it just wasn't it didn't feel right. They came right back to where they were. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, good. Actually, I thought the buck walked away. But he circled around and came back in. So I feel like I could sneak into where the buck was, but I have to worry about the dough. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, I look and I'm like, Oh, there's a doe she's right in front of me and she's moving thankfully not right to me Mm -hmm. because I'm like this is what's going to happen she's going to move right to me she's going to pick me up at some point she's going to be standing on top of me and then it's over with she circles around kind of to my right like to where she's at or if if I'm my if like the center of my chest is facing the deer she's now at my right shoulder Mm -hmm. 58 yards away completely away, at least a hundred yards away from the buck. And I'm like, Oh shit. When's the buck going to move? Is he going to move? Right. And finally in front of me, not taking the same path. Cause if he would have taken the same path, I would have had like a pretty close shot, 40 yards probably or something. He's circling around, but I could, I could see his antlers moving on the other side of the Palo Verdes. And I'm thinking, do I move to cut him off? And i and i'm like the dough i almost forgot the dough is still right there right, right and i'm like i i can't bust her yeah. you know like i have to be aware of that and it seems like it's just taking forever and then he drops over and comes down taking a slightly different path and he's just walking through this stuff i'm like he's gonna go right to her so i ranged her probably 19 times just to be sure <laughs> because <laughs> i'm not gonna have because they move Right. You know, when the buck gets up to the doe, it's like he's moving them. So I'm not going to have a bunch of, he's not just going to stand there. No, Sometimes no. they do. Probably he won't. He gets to that spot. I had everything perfectly ranged. I used my 60 pen. He was 58 yards and I make a perfect shot. I was on my knees. I don't remember if I ended up standing up or not. I have no idea if I was standing. I don't know. No, you I, said your feet
1: were asleep. They his, were asleep. Yeah. I, think, I, thought I you don't even were know if knees. I had
0: legs, but <laughs> so I make the shot. I know I hit him. I could hear it. For some reason, I thought I hit him like way far back. Or I don't know. I don't know why. Andrew is on the radio and he's like, I think he's going to go down right here. Come on, just fall. He's down. And I, I mean, this is seconds later. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's down. He's like, I see his legs kicking. I'm like, I just shot him. I mean, five seconds ago, you know, so he ran fifty yards and um that was it. So made my way over there and just uh I got my arrow, passed through, my Iron Will broadheads, freaking awesome. I don't think I've ever had an arrow not pass through with the right? thing. So
1: sick. Kudos to Bill and his uh they're fantastic, fantastic heads.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was almost like, you know, for all the things that went wrong, this went absolutely perfectly. Now it took, I wrote about this. I wrote the, the full story out on Instagram, but it took, uh, it, was, it was seven hours and 43 minutes, I think in like 52 seconds, something like that. Cause I had it on my, on my watch. But anyway, I walk over to the buck and uh, there he is. I can't believe it bigger than I thought he was. It's my first desert meal deer and then this mystery guy andrew he shows up i don't know for 40 minutes later or something finds me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like dude who are you this is crazy he'd been hunting there for a long time yeah. and uh so we're just kind of hanging out and just kind of just waiting for you for you were you know it were at up. work or whatever and you picked up joe and yep uh so we just waited And we got it. We ended up getting everything out basically right at dark back to the truck, which was you, you were able to get the truck about a mile away, but yeah, I kind of, I wrote the full story out on Instagram, just the whole, (laughs) the whole thing, how it played out. It was, it was perfect. Like the whole scenario was perfect. Just the way I had to really test myself with patience and not rushing it. And of course I was concerned, like the wind's going to change at some point and they're going to blow me out. And it just didn't happen, you know? So for all those things that they went wrong every once in a while, it's like, all right, here's the perfect scenario. And you just gotta, I guess, recognize that enough mm-hmm. for it to work out. Or, you know, you just keep trying the same thing over and over and you know, right. it's going to work out. Who knows? Yeah, what cause it, is. It, was just, it, it was nuts because there was a part of me was like the wind was bothering me. I'm like, right. I, I have to, do I make a move? Or do I wait for them? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you just right. you don't you don't know. So I didn't. I mean, I made moves by getting in close enough to where when they moved, at all, right? Really, I'd be able to. I wouldn't have to stalk them anymore. Right. I'm essentially in a tree stand.
1: Well, that's what I told you. That's you know? the, that's the name of the game. Like you know, especially this is even more so with coos deer. Typically. Like if I'm guiding a client who's deer hunting, Mm -hmm. I don't stalk them in to shoot the buck. You stalk them to where they're in a position when that buck gets up with the doe. Hopefully, you know, you're putting him in a spot that hopefully he's going to give himself, he's going to give that person an opportunity. And that's what you did. Like you, you give yourself an opportunity by getting in close. Yeah. You can't, I mean if you know exactly where they're bedded and everything's yeah. right, you know, you can, yes, you definitely, it happens all the time. stalk in and do it. But that's just like what I did with Megatron. Like they were on their feet. They weren't bedded. Mm-hmm. I just kept shadowing them and staying out of their sight and waiting for the opportunity that I would could get close enough that they would eventually make a mistake mm-hmm. and give me a shot. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and going back to what you were saying about the, um, You know about patience and this and that. It's so tough because how many times, like you, you just got to be able to read the situation. Because how many times are you, because you were too patient, you didn't get there in time, or how many times the wind was, you were playing it perfectly, and the wind freaking screwed up. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like there's so many like instances like that. So it's like about recognizing what's in front of you and being able to. Make the right choices right then and there. Right,
0: That's so it's literally down to the wire. It yeah. was the last day. I got to go back home. Yeah. Jillian, my wife, was like, "I already know what's going to happen because always you either get something on the first day or you get something on the last day." <laughs> yeah, it's like you're going to get something on the last day. And uh, missed your flight. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always down to the wire. So, but it was incredible. It ended up being an absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a hunt. You know with all the frustrations yeah it's it's frustrating because i mean it's fun but you know it's frustrating because you're just like you put so much
1: that should have went you put effort wet, into right? it, you and know? it didn't, yeah and it's like oh shit yeah.
0: yeah it's crazy hunting hunting animals it's right. such a cool experience yeah so yeah that was it and i think now we have to go to the airport
1: yep we are literally have to pack you up and run right now all right guys thanks for uh joining us and uh yeah we'll catch you next time. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the show. Really appreciate you. Keep those reviews and those comments coming. Helps us keep this free. Do me a favor, go check out Phoenix Shooting Bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%, all one word. And check out Howl for Wildlife. Thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next show.